I was working some crazy hours, but actually, to be honest, that's what kept me going because most creative people, let me just say about myself, if I'm like in the office, not doing anything productive, like seeing something made or something achieved or something becoming 3D, it's pointless for me, as rude as it might sound, right? Yes. I, I get depressed. I feel really low. I feel like I've not achieved anything after whatever job I was doing at that time. In this episode, we meet talented fashion designer Sofia Duvari, who reallocated to Manchester from Greece to follow her dreams. We hear about the challenges she faced pursuing her passion, such as adopting to a new culture while navigating the competitive world of design. This is a must-listen episode for any of you seeking inspiration from the journey of a driven and creative individual who has overcome huge obstacles to achieve her dreams. My journey kind of started a long time ago. Well, I don't even remember when because I was... uh... A wee girl. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think from maybe like early primary school days, uh, when I just had different notepads and I started sketching. Uh, mostly I had this uh, red uh, A5 size notepad with a Mickey Mouse clip on. And I used to draw different um, dresses, like a corsety dresses, you know, from back when they had the Western movies on. Now that I was thinking about it, it's not like something strange because both of my parents are of creative nature. My mom was more into like architecture, interior design, and my dad was into drawing and other things, obviously different times back then. So then I never really, to be honest, um, watched fashion TV or read a lot of uh, fashion magazines. Uh, I was just like getting, you know, the photocopier papers and just like with my pencil because obviously whoever so, likes so, to draw, they love pencil. So what age was that? Uh, well, one of our neighbors actually said I was around nine or less when I gave her the first sketch. And yeah. I was like, we need to get that one back. <laughs> 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 so then all the way through high school, I was just designing, designing things and uh, designing some shoes at some point as well. And I remember the time uh, I was with my mom in the house and I was in a different room and there was a fashion TV channel. She was flicking through channels and she thought, oh, you know, let me just look at it. And she was like, Sophia, I was like, what's mother? <laughs> what again? As <laughs> uh, she said, the shoes you just designed, they're very similar to the ones on TV. And I was like, you see, <laughs> you know, I guess there is a thing called talent after all, you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, but I'm, I'm trying to stay as humble as possible. <laughs> um, and then I always designed, I found like the design process the easiest bit because mm-hmm. I'm one of these people that I can see, I can be inspired and even see something. And then I'm really good at breaking it down in different options, like even uh high fashion item or something for an architectural um, monument or a building and get inspiration from there and mm-hmm. then just break it into more and more ideas. So then, unfortunately, <laughs> I had to get through school. <laughs> we lost school, do we? Yeah, we do. But when you already <laughs> know 
more or less where you're going. And, you know, school is more accommodating these days, I think, for people that are a little bit more creative. But back then, okay, not that long ago, but still long ago, It was more accommodating for lawyers, doctors, architects, you know, like the basic and more classic uh, professions. Then I decided, you know, I need to get a degree to justify my talents, you know, and obviously get some uh, more knowledge on it. So I know what I'm talking about or I can support, you know, or understand my design, you know, because I think the biggest joy of most designers, if I may say, Mm -hmm is in mine definitely is from the initial concept to the 2d and then to see it coming into realization yeah that thing of oh you see it there is like oh my god did i actually make that you know it's quite a proud moment uh, yeah well the I, achievement i can i can imagine as because after uh well in greece then you moved to the uk so when was that yes. when when did you move to the well, uk Again, okay, 2000. So I had my 18th birthday here because it falls on in October. So you left, when did you left school in Greece? Well, I left school just before I turned 18. So I came here in 2000, whereas I had my 18th birthday because it falls in October. So I was still like a spring chicken back then. <laughs> Uh, So I did my foundation and then I did a degree BA for honors uh, fashion design in Salford University, Uh, which it was really interesting. And and the teacher, my main tutor was like from Italy as well. Okay. So we were like the two crazy ones (laughs) Uh, over there. But um, Interestingly enough, I got to have a really good relationship with my pattern cutting teacher, which I still am in touch with. And such a wonderful lady. And obviously, people have the misconception, if I may say, that designers are meant to do everything. Design, sew, make patterns, the whole lot, you know. Yes, some are okay to do it, but not adequately enough right uh, but because i somebody is a designer is not the seamstress at the same time right so i i when i started uh, because i had this great idea after i finished uh, my studies and then i did the postgraduate diploma in what it was back then humans in textile technology uh, which it was a struggle <laughs> Because of the chemistry modules, was that, was <laughs> because that, of the dyes. What was that? Because tell tell more about the struggles then. So because of well, you, you started out, but what was the, the most struggle then? What was something that you said like, oh no? <laughs> definitely during my degree, it was challenging. You know, the pattern cutting, but also satisfying at the same time. Uh, to try and understand the the structure and the geometry of all things, which as a Greek I should have been better at it. But <laughs> well, the thing geometry is, was the, not my best. The thing, thing is, nobody nobody's perfect, and we all need to learn anyway. So yeah, I, I well yes, yeah. Um, they did say something like after our first year, because in the in our first year we were all together, mm-hmm. and then we split to designers and stylists. So the teacher there said, uh, don't just come into styling just because you cannot sew. 
I was like, I wasn't gonna follow you anyway. <laughs> you know, wasted talk on me. <laughs> so, well, he tried to motivate you, so or to inspire yeah, you. Maybe to people that they were not feeling confident enough, and right. thought, you know, just like matching clothes together and styling suits, or you know, just putting an image together, it might be like the easy way out. But it's not, isn't it? Everybody, everything has its challenges anyway along the way. So I think my third year was one of my happiest times when we were preparing for our final collection. Yeah, so I remember me even like switching on the lights in the pattern cutting room, you know, because it was a final collection, there was excitement. There was still some judgment because I wanted to use fuchsia and they didn't let me. I want to use like a bright pink color, but no, I was not allowed. There's a challenging year within my degree, my bachelor degree, and the one later with the postgraduate diploma, right? Because it was, I have been more demanding because they were talking about colors and dyes within the fabrics and the composition of fabrics. So I was very lucky because I had a classmate that he understood chemistry better than me. So right. it helped me a little bit then. <laughs> but yes, definitely a struggle. It was very exciting because uh, we went in the room with looms to see how the yarns were weaved into fabric. Got to see those Kevlar right. fabrics, you know, for the bulletproof vest. Oh. Uh, we did some uh, digital knitting from the computer coming out into the machine, from the machine. So it was... Like, I felt really smart, <laughs> you know, <laughs> completing that course. I was feeling very smart, but, uh, you know, not a lot has stuck. <laughs> no, no, no. So what after after uni, so what, what happened then? Did you proceed the whole fashion? Did you proceed in, 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 the, in the fashion industry or? Yes, I tried. Well, the thing is, I wasn't really keen on leaving Manchester because mm-hmm. I know a lot of people going to London because that's where the fashion hub is. Uh, I think Manchester felt more like home because it's very similar to Greece. People are more laid back, a bit more friendly. The rhythms are not as crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did try to get into clothing forward slash fashion industry, which was a struggle because back then... Even university didn't have the same connections as they have now to get you into placements, you know, within your year. Um, you had to find your own placements, which I was very like, I only found like a two-month placement right. uh, with a lady that she was really nice to me. And uh, we went on a few educational trips and I learned a lot of things. But it's not like now you are able to go into places that they will help you. Yeah. towards, you know, getting a place somewhere later on, which is a very competitive uh, field anyway. So I tried to get into certain places, but it wasn't, it was more like into the clothing side, not like very fashion, you know, um, why. So, and that's when I think <laughs> I had my first midlife class <laughs> at 28. <laughs> You know, when you're about to hit 30, 30, you know, it's something like, what's happening? Well, now the audience know how old you are. 30. (laughs) Yeah, 30. (laughs) For a few decades, yeah. Um, No, 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 I'm not that old. Um, So I decided, I had so much inside me, so much to give. And me 
yeah, I have this like crazy idea sometimes. So I'm going all in. Why not? <laughs> so I decided to do my own clothing line. I'm not, you know, all right. the smartest idea when you don't have the right connections. But anyway, let's get it out of our system, you know. <laughs> uh, so I didn't have everything, obviously. Um, I ordered some uh, pattern cutting paper and I didn't have a big table in my flat. So... <laughs> A fun fact and based on so the how did, life how, story. Yeah, yeah. So, so, <laughs> so how, how did you sort of sort that out? Yeah, so I started doing my patterns on the floor. Right. So I was just, was laminate flooring. Obviously it was clean, yeah? In case I get any weird comments. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just down there and I had my basic patterns from uni as well. So I was just like going according to that. And then I got um, a sewing machine a domestic sewing machine, and I was uh, sewing samples. Uh, the samples I can see, which they're called the uh, toiles, so it's the toile fitting. So to see what corrections that might be needed, you know, for uh, to proceed, you know, to have it made. Yeah. Which, of course, I didn't make the final sample, obviously. <laughs> um, I respected the fabrics too much. <laughs> Um, so I go from there to finding people, obviously you don't know the best places to have them made from the beginning. Uh, so it's a bit of trial and error. Right. Uh, so I found some people and then halfway through, I was not really happy with the quality. So then I found a lady, um, uh, she is an amazing seamstress, was doing it for years. Um, she really took good care of my garments and she was in love with my collection and we got a really good friendship out of it and she was there next to me every step of the way. Uh, so from then, <laughs> when my money ran low, okay, <laughs> I go, mother, so the story goes. Yeah, because, because it's quite an, it's an expensive, well, it's quite an investment, is it? The fashion? It's a very expensive hobby, yeah. Hobby. Hobby, yeah. It starts like, you know, with the best of intentions. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> uh, because I wasn't just making like printed t-shirts or like casual clothing. It was more like cocktail and more evening garments. So I just went straight in, you know. It wasn't just, oh, I put my logo on something or a nice picture on something just to slowly, slowly, you know, build up a momentum. No, I had so much inside me. I just... I was bursting with creativity and I had to let everything out. So my mom was like, I don't believe it. <laughs> so anyway, obviously she was and did you and did you, and did you went to fashion shows as well? Obviously, I made my own fashion shows. I, I held my own fashion shows. So first show, uh, we held it when it was back then the Palace Hotel on Oxford, just further down from your right. headquarters. Yeah. And yeah, I organized everything. It might have not been the best, but you know, we had the catwalk. Uh, I managed to get um, uh, through to some bloggers to come and attend the show. I had some people around. Um, uh, my mom, obviously, she came and some friends, super excited. And I was the one, uh, actually, I was backstage because... People think, oh, it's just a nice show with girls moving, walking forth and back with nice clothes. But 
all the blood, sweat, and tears is backstage, you know, just like dressing people, even the, re the rehearsal as well, you know, dressing and dressing, make sure everything is done to the point. Um, so, yeah, the first, uh, and I was working at the same time as well. It wasn't just leisurely, just no. creating a fashion show. So, so I had another a second show as well after... A year? No, even less. I was like on a roll. <laughs> I had so much to say to the world. But because I was working, I was not able to network as much, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so I can show my face more. Or, I mean, people got to know me and, you know, I was there so, on Google. <laughs> so it's, it's really important then to have a lot, big network before yes, you definitely. Start, start in the fashion world. Uh, it's uh, very important to show yourself but it wasn't like now that you have all these platforms that like TikTok uh, and all these stories that you can actually like do videos of yourselves and people get to know you a bit better it was a bit different it was maybe Facebook I don't even remember <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah it was Facebook yeah but it was just still basic it was more like uh, still face-to-face uh, -face networking, you know, like meeting, going to events, uh, which is much different now. And it's uh, easier for people to get to know you or you approach your desirable audience as well. So you did you do the fashion full-time or...? I, unfortunately not, because um, like I mentioned, unless you have uh, a bigger investment backing, ba backing sorry... <laughs> Um, you have to pay your bills somehow and also support your project. So I was only doing it part-time. So I was working some crazy hours. But actually, to be honest, that's what kept me going because most creative people, let me just say about myself, because I get bored easily. Right. <laughs> Women, right? <laughs> so... If I'm like in an office not doing anything productive, like seeing something made or something achieved or something becoming 3D, it's pointless for me, as rude as it might sound, right? Yes. I, I get depressed, you know? Right. Not like, you know, like I go on my sofa and like don't want to leave. But I feel really low. I feel like I've not achieved anything. So... After whatever job I was doing at that time, I was always doing something. And then my mom sh uh, taught me, sorry, my mom taught me how to make different bracelets as well. Mm -hmm. So uh, on our second show, uh, we had gift bags with different bracelets as well. My poor mom made so many. And then um, she was so excited, bless her. Because the second show, it had like, uh, I think, four sections. It was really big. So, Sophia, what would you recommend people who are going to start in a fashion? Um, I would greatly recommend to take their studies seriously. <laughs> right. And try and network as much as possible. I know, I know that everything is fast with TikTok and everything and times change and fashion change, but be true to yourself uh, gets as much mentoring as possible. I did mentor a few people uh, that they were doing the placements and they helped me and we got a really good relationship out of it. And actually, one of the university students, actually she got inspired and I can say her last year collection was based 
from her inspiration from me because the clothes were like, they changed dramatically from what she liked to what it ended up being. <laughs> um, I think, you know, you have to work hard, um, be humble and just get out there um, be confident and just absorb as much as you can from around you. So be confident, networking. Be networking, and yeah, and be like a sponge. Absorb all the information, uh, visit museums, uh, look what's going around you, and just don't think anything is too little or not, not important enough. Anything can be an inspiration, and anybody you meet could be like the person that can lead you to your next step. 